G'day, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another week of Life of Mine, the Go-To Binding Podcast, successfully releasing an episode every Monday, plus a couple more here and there. Hope everyone enjoyed the uh, first of the N-Tech Air Legage yarns with Big Branko. If you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you go back. It's a bloody ripper. Plenty more of them coming this year. And this week, we have Serger Pandit, mining engineer. He has uh, recently completed his underground shift bossing time. And he's back in the office dropping the lines back when I was shift bossing. He reckons he hasn't said it, but 100% guarantee he has. Uh, thought I'd get him in to talk about the experience, the journey, the three stages. Working in the office, then going shift bossing, then going back to the office. He talks about the uh, whole experience, what he learnt, what he didn't like. He actually liked everything. He's a weird bloke. He's really positive. So he, uh, I worked alongside him while he was doing it. He did bloody well. So, plenty. so if you're a mining engineer... I'd have a listen to this, and if you want to do your shift boss in time, we give we both give plenty of advice to the younger generation that get given this fantastic shift bossing opportunity. So make sure you grab Serge on LinkedIn. He's becoming famous after this. And any engineering questions, make sure you message him or email him because uh, he's your new engineering man. Right, eh? Let's get into it. Copy your shift boss. Okay, radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy your personnel. Yeah, copy, mate. Yeah, in the vent bag. Yeah, stitch her up there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, right, eh? Copy that. Let's have this new recording device. Don't fuck up. Nice. Should be all right. Give us a talk in there. G'day, Matty. How's it there going? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there's bars moving. Oh, We're that's winning. Very, that's very good. We're nice. winning. We'll take it. How are you, Serge? Good, Matty. Yourself? I'm fantastic, mate. Just got to say, it's an absolute privilege to be on the show. Um, I've, I looked at that list that you posted the other day, and some of the names on there: managing directors, some of the biggest movers in WA <laughs> mining industry, and and young Serge. It's, big Serge is coming in. <laughs> big Serge is coming in. Um, Tucker missed the list, so I'm sure I'll Tucker's not on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. yeah, for for obvious reasons. Oh. I don't. Tucker doesn't suit the LinkedIn mode. Oh, no. I don't think his dad jokes. Memes would go too good on LinkedIn. Oh, I can only imagine. And his oh. other very inappropriate ones that his mother has to get up before. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, good. Good to see. I like that you admired the uh, admired the bloody keg out here. Oh, mate. absolutely. It's an absolute sports setup. Like this would be heaven. I was lucky you got one of your bloody cousins to bring I, you around I, in I the did, Uber. I, I couldn't not after the chats we'd had. So. <laughs> I was, was, was going to say, I was like, get one of your mates to bring you around in an Uber because you'll get it for free. Done and deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can have a couple of schooners. Nah, that's good. Well, you have been chosen. Yes. At complete random. Because nah, <laughs> I thought you're uh, like, this will apply to all the- uh, engineering folk in Australia. This will get all these wasm belt buckle bloody suck holes uh, frothing, even though you weren't wasm, were you? No, no, UQ, UQ. Oh, there you go. Surprised you got a job in Western Australia. Well, it's all the East Coasters. I mean, Matty Nixon is from the East Coast as well, so. Yeah, well, God, so, only the best come over here, here mate. Go, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, as I said, chosen at random to discuss your journey. Yes. Engineering to shift boss and back to engineering because I, uh, I, I I witnessed it firsthand. I will say, I will say, Serge, oh, I, I reckon you did a 
fucking fantastic job. Thank you very much. I might have said that sometimes underground when you <laughs> pulled the wrong fucking pump out of the decline no, and I'm shit. Not, but um, I'll never but that overall, I'll say, yeah, I reckon you did a bloody fantastic job. Um, Thanks, mate. It means a lot. But I want to delve into the whole journey. Sure. I guess there's the three stages, yep. and it was good we did it now after you've been back in the office yes, for a while. Yes, absolutely. There's obviously the part one is bef- when you're just an engineer, yep. before you go shift bossing in the morning meeting, yelling at everyone about, why didn't you get this cut? Uh, you, these contractors got no fucking idea, yada, yep. yada, yada. I'm not saying you did that, but there was probably people in the room doing that. Part two of the journey is when you actually get thrown in the deep end shift bossing, yep. the emotional roller coaster. And part three, when you go back to the engineering office after shift bossing and realise, well, we'll figure out, we'll hear about what you did realise. Yeah, absolutely. What, should we do a Pulp Fiction soul? You want to start at <laughs> part three? No, <laughs> no, we'll go part one. No. Tell us, tell us, we'll t- first tell us about, I guess, leading up to your, a bit a bit about your CV that I haven't pulled some bloody bum off the street here that's just rocked up in an Uber randomly. Yeah. <laughs> What no, uh, um, give us a bit of your history, Serge. Nah, so I graduated out of UQ um, 2015. Um, 2015 was probably when the mining industry was in a bit of a rough tumble. Um, a lot of our engineer guys um, went back to studying more. I was very lucky to get the job with NSR um, and of all places, Jundi, sort of the golden egg at the time. Um, so, came in just with any other undergrad uh, grad program. Um, so, they start off operating underground. So, I did all my um, operator time. So, you're trucking, you service crew nippering, um, charge up, drilling as well. Um, so, it gets you 12 months out of the way. Um, and I guess that leads up to getting that first class mine manager's ticket. Um, so, I did my 12 months with Burnt Cut Underground um, at Jundee, got into the office and went through all your technical services roles. So, ventilation engineer for about a year and a half, um, drill and blast for, yeah, 12 to 18 months again, short-term planning, um, got that shift boss stint in just after that planning role. Um, and now here we are with the medium term planning role. So, so how? So when you first got the, sh- how many years in the office, or how many years out of uni were you when you first started the shift bossing gig or got so offered it? One, two, three, probably three years, three, three. four years. Yep. yep, yeah. So as soon as I, so I sat my first class mine manager's law exam quite early on, um, probably about second year into the office. Um, as soon as I got that out of the way, let me get my shift boss ticket because you need two mm, years. That's what, that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, then you automate, you just apply and you get given your first yeah, class after correct. five yeah, years. Yeah. I knew that I wanted to get that shift boss time under my belt. I'm um, just looking at more, all my other mentors before me, like that it was a very, it was a pathway that they all followed. Um, and we had some really strong managers at the time and I knew that shift bossing was a keystone to that. Um, so, I got the shift boss ticket as soon as I could and then, as soon as gig came up, um, yeah, came straight over to jump into it. Did you did you have to heckle the shit out of him to try and get it? Because it's obviously a tough thing to get given. It's one of the hardest opportunities to get given because essentially the client loses a resource yeah. in the in the office. I, I was I was very very fortunate to get it. Um, this was actually mid COVID. Um, the first time COVID, I was working from home with the short term role. In the middle of that day, Matty Nixon calls me and goes, "Hey, Serge." Um, there's a shift boss role coming up. Um, do you want it? I was like, yep. I'm pretty much going to- What ne- a good man. Got, got on the next Matty slide out of there. Nixon. The- East Coast is sticking together, <laughs> eh? Um, no, so this was the time when Barton was really ramping up and the personal at Barton was um, probably too much for one shift boss. So, they were implementing that second shift boss role. Um, and so, yeah, I got to slip into that. 
Mm. Um, and then after that, I was very fortunate um, having done my underground time at Jundee that I knew all three mines. Um, so, there was a vacancy um, in one of the shift boss roles just as a fill-in. Um, so, I got to finally run the show at and Victor, where I, where I met you properly. Mm. And- <laughs> yeah, well, that's- And I suppose you would have noticed a big difference once you get- You're not that second- yeah, two IC right. shift yeah. boss where it's like, right, it's all on you. you yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do fucking everything. Yeah. So, part one. Let's go back to part one. Right. Do you? I'm not sure if you remember this. This seems to get erased from people's heads after they come back. It's like, nah, nah, I was never a dickhead at all. <laughs> I'm not saying you were. I was. Um, I guess in like, put yourself in those morning meetings in the morning where sure. the, I guess the contractor's presenting these are our physicals for the last 24 hours. There's, you know, there's certain high priority headings. There's targets you've got to meet. There's, sure. We need to have this one finished so we can get this stable on the deck to make our bloody APS schedule look good and fit. Um, and you look at these physicals and a contractor comes in and says, oh, look, we dropped a cut here last night, yada, yada, this happened. I guess what was your views of it all back then? Did you realise that? how much shit can go wrong in one night and just how that like one little number can change from so many but there's so much that goes into getting that one little number what was your view of it all back then um i guess being young i sort of fly on the wall with how everyone managed with it um having worked underground obviously so i knew i understood the i guess the volatility of an underground environment how dynamic it can be how it can change um from whether it's a pump blowing out or or a truck hitting services etc that can change the shift completely um so i understood um that side of it when we did push the numbers and and, and we didn't achieve them um, i understood potentially why there's a reason for everything um as long as there's a reason for everything um it's understandable um so yeah also you were pretty mature yeah like- <laughs> i was buddy i remember i look back on myself i was like shocking shocking Absolutely shocking. Just seeing why can't why the fuck can't they get this cut each yeah. night? There's one cut a day. Why can't they get it? <laughs> Pissing me like and you know, yeah. absolutely um no idea. No idea. Yeah. I guess that was um I'll try, I'll, I'll try not to make this episode about myself. <laughs> it's about nah, you, Serge. No, nah, no, nah, that's fine. <laughs> it was part and parcel of I guess um the mentors I had coming up through as an underground operator, um understanding how the operations worked, um, come, yeah, from mentoring from the shift bosses to the foreman and stuff. I understood how the operational side worked. And I think that's a key part of well, excelling in that technical role, understanding um, that operational side. Um, so, with that, yeah, understood why, if things were missed, why or- what? And did you look, did you think of, uh, I guess, once you got down there, like practical development and production rates? Um did you, I guess, identify the importance of how that can, or maybe like, you know, when you put, say, one, like seven cuts a week on a, on a heading, um, at all, you know, one cut a day, that's easy. But then you get down there, you're like, it only takes one day to get behind or half a shift and you can bugger the whole week. Did you start getting a bit of an appreciation for that or maybe underappreciated it when you were scheduling? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, once you start that shift bossing role, you understand the very regimented cycle um, that heading has to go through uh, to turn it over. Um, so, once you understand that, the timings and stuff, then once you get back into that scheduling role, you go, you know, it is it is more efficient to, to space them out or do it this way or um, and over a long run, you achieve more than, than you would, would you, um, just smashing it through. So. Mm. What about, okay, when you got into the shift boss role? Yep. More so the 
when you went by yourself, like, and you got, but like, thank God that like the one that you went by yourself at was like, you know, a one jumbo joint, yeah, a couple right. of boggers, like you wouldn't want to get thrown at a bloody, no. a no. big joint. That'd just be overwhelming. No, um, oh God, I, did, I remember when I did it, it was like, it was three jumbos and like, I had no idea, God, I was surprised <laughs> mine didn't shut down. Um, what was it like that first week of, you know, even just the simplest things of getting all the sheets together, presenting at the meeting and that side of things? Yeah. Ner- shitting yourself, overwhelming? Yeah, it was. Um, I guess before I got thrown into the deep end of my own, I was um, mentored for a good couple of swings um well, a couple of partnership bosses who had a couple of jumbos under their belt multiple boggers and stuff um so i understood the basic process of how to go through the role um from yeah, your morning meetings the importance of what you had to relate to the team um the statutory checks that was a big thing that i kept ticking off day to day um and then once i got those down pat i could then start going all right how do i optimize the system better how do i work the team better um yeah, so it all came once again came down to that mentoring process and um, seeing how the yeah you love you love a good bit of mentoring. I, I, I do like it, I think it's absolutely key for for young engineers. Um, like we come into the industry straight out of uni, absolutely knowing nothing. Um, so I say it all the time: mentors are worth their weight in gold. Whether it was my solo trainer back in the day, or or one of the underground managers um, at work, or or the biggest thing for me when I was at Invicta was chatting to you and going, hey, I need to get, these are my goals for the day, how do I achieve this better? And yeah. and landing a new jumbo up to the most experienced guys on site. Like, I'm not going to know everything. Like, I'm four years out of uni, shift bossing uh, for, for Burnco, one of the best underground operators here, um, and making and trying to achieve their physicals. Like, you need to lean on the guys that, that know things and... and by virtue, you learn from them and you make yeah. yourself better. So, yeah, then, then you've got to be careful of fellas like myself and be like, oh, let's just do it this way because I'll earn more money doing it this way. <laughs> we don't, we don't try to not pull the wool over your eyes all the no, time. No, but that's, I guess that's where the trust comes in from the mentors that you do have. Um, and I was very fortunate to have, yeah, great guys to lean on. So, good for it was good, it was good times. Yeah, you actually didn't fuck up that much, it was surprising. I was. I remember when I. I was more noticed. Like, I guess because you sounded confident on the radio when you were doing it, but in your head, were you not confident? Like, were you like shitting yourself doing it, or did you feel you feel you fell into it pretty easily? At the start, were you like, oh, what to say? What do I say? Yeah, no. I guess at the start, like like I said, I had a couple of swings of um sort of shadowing another shift boss. So, they'd give me the radio every now and then and I'd sort of make the calls and they'd go, you know, when you when you make a call on the radio, sound confident, sound decisive mm. in your in your um, decision. Um, and by right, when you make the decision, you sound confident. Um, the guys around you feel that confidence. So, um, you're leading a small team or a big team. Um, so, yeah, the, the message that you relay ends up getting to them and, and the way you portray yourself. Yeah, they'll either have confidence in you and follow you all the way or they'll go, who is this guy? <laughs> you want to do what? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm just having a sip of me chamomile too. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. <sighs> have you ever done an 8 and 16 fast? I'm like Australia's new advocate not. for it. Because <laughs> once I do it, everyone has to do it. That's my methodology oh, with everything. Green tea through and through. But um, Yeah, I'll go on chamomile. Nice. It's actually all right. I'll try black coffee. Like straight black coffee, just espresso shots. Yeah. Fucking horrible. 
And that was stuff at home. But then I'm like, well, I'm not going to try it with Blend 43 at sight. <laughs> yeah. Note, note to where I work, you know, yeah, up at the Macona for fuck's sake. I'm sick of this Blend 43 nice. shit. God, record gold prices. No, put sales in your chest, Blend 43. Um, it's good. <laughs> what else? So, what were your best, most enjoyable parts of the, the shift bossing role? Um, I reckon the best part was, um, I'd have to say when they let me loose a button, um, coming up through the system. Um, which is for everyone that doesn't know their lock, which is the biggest bigger mine, a lot of machinery. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so when I first started Jundee, I guess doing my underground time, I always knew I wanted to get that shift boss time out of the way. Um, and I was always like, if I could shift boss a button, one of you've made it. One of one of the biggest, yeah, um, mines that Jundee has, and probably one of the best gold mines there is in WA. And um, if I could shift boss there, that was probably the height. Um, my shift boss time, and and I got to run it um, for a couple of swings by mine, which was yeah. It was, yeah, it was really good. I really liked it. So, did you did you notice much uh, when you, I guess, tripled the machinery amount of machinery and people? Was it that much different, or you just like applied the same methods? Yeah, same methods. Um, like you talk to the guys at Shift Boss at Bard, and and they and um, yeah, the method of shift bossing or their sequencing, um, the order in which they do things. Um, as long as you follow that every time, um, you pretty much well, um, yeah. Have it in place, so. Uh, did you? What about time management? Because you can't be just driving to everyone that sees you, that wants to see you straight away when they're at opposite ends to the opposite opposite ends of the mine and everything. Did did time management of your inspections and really come into play to make sure? Because you still got to check everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but you still got to get up at uh, three thirty to do the handover and detail the bloody shifter yet. Because if you don't do, detail the shift boss yet, you're a fucking get your bloody ass kicked so number one rule of shift boss and clean make sure you clean the ute no, absolutely Glad shift bosses can get cranky about the ute not being cleaned yeah no once again came came through in the processes that you followed um yeah so you do your one cycle through make sure you saw everyone um and spot fires and stuff you uh, eventually managed to learn how to deal with them better um first couple of weeks is always i'll just drive over to him drive over to him and it just slows you out, um, but then you eventually just go, you know, take a breath, follow your processes, and, and you make it work that way. So, did you have any moments where you you lost the plot? Like, just actually, you just got the walls were caving in on you, and you just had to stop and just really regroup and consider taking up smoking or something. No, I, I don't think I've ever, ever got that bad. Um, I, I always liked the challenge um, of being on the pump. It's probably where I used to thrive the best, even through uni like you do in last minute. Um, and, yeah, that pressure, some people thrive off and I was one of those people. So, Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> You're made for it. I, I, obviously, I, obviously, I obviously loved it. Um, but, yeah, I, I love that critical thinking part of, it, part of that shift bossing role to be able to make decisions quickly. And, um, and I guess the better you know the mine, um, the better you go, okay, this is – this hasn't gone to plan, so we'll change it. We'll do this because I know the status of this, this and that. Um, so, yeah, which helped a fair bit. There you go. Sounds like you were just really good at it. No, I, I obviously <laughs> loved it. Um, well, that helps. Yeah. And that it, it helps when you've got a, a good nerve. Because once you go, like, you lose your shit, you're fucked. Like, that's the – yeah, once, once you yeah. start – because you, you can't think 
when you get into that moment where you just like have a meltdown, like it's just like nothing, you just can't think. Yeah. So obviously you avoided that, which is a shame. Would have been good <laughs> to see you in that situation. No, you find out pretty quickly that um, like you're responsible for a lot of guys underground, you're responsible for a big operation um, and everyone's looking to you for answers. And so, to not have those answers was was never an option for me. Did um, you make any up? Never make any up? No, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think I could because you, you understand how much responsibility is on you. So, like, the decisions I end up making directly affect someone's pay, the physical, someone's safety. So, yep. you had to have yeah the right answer at the right time. And, and if I didn't, the foreman around the a radio call away and a short meter away. So, I always had that support behind me to go, hey, I don't know what to do here. Can you give us a hand? And and sure as sure as hell, someone would be on the other side of the radio going, "Yep, let's meet up. Let's, let's like work nine, it out." So like triple O, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> did you? But did you have any instances where you're like, "Well, what's the point of me giving an answer where this person that is right in the job could actually probably give me an answer instead of saying giving them an answer?" Say, so what do you reckon? Yeah, yeah that, that's where that mentoring comes from. Like, so a number of times would go, I'd go up to the jumbo up and go, "Hey." You know, what do you think of this? This has fallen over. How do you reckon best to get out of this situation? They- Not physically fallen over. Yeah. The plan fell over. <laughs> plan <laughs> fell over, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, once again, I'd, I'd lean on the guys heaps and go, hey, what do you think? So Yeah, that's that, and that's what I, well, I guess the best advice I'd give to engineers doing shift boss time would be, yeah, don't 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 think just because you're in the role you have to make all the decisions and, and you know, be like a, or like not a control freak, but yeah, actually go and ask everyone else. Say, look, you know I'm bloody new. It's not, not, it's not, it's not just something. Uh, yeah, it's pretty obvious that I'm out of my comfort zone. Oh, I just started. It's like, what do you, what do you reckon? And just, but you just got to pick everyone every day. Yeah, that's correct. I had the conversation quite early on um, when I was shift bossing. I went up to one of the other young engineers that was shift bossing at the time. And I asked, hey, you know, I've never been on a jumbo. How do you deal with this or that? And he goes, you know, you should talk to the guys. Like, they know you haven't been on a jumbo. So, they'll know exactly how to do things. So, yeah, just go land on them and go, hey, what do you think about this or that? And, mm. and yeah. Well, that, because your job with, I guess, like, say, for jumbo specifically, it's just like, just make sure all the next jobs are ready. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's obviously, oh, look, but that's the thing, if they're, missing bolts or bloody boring in butts like that's yeah that's i think that's that's where you come in just yeah. say look i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that yeah that's um right. long and the short and then the form and all that that's majority of the foreman's job but yeah it's all just bloody there's six jobs on the sheet just make sure the next five are ready yeah it's, yeah, it's right gee i'll fucking hit that that'll bloody every time i hit the bloody mic it goes <laughs> i've got to bloody <laughs> edit it out fuck a pain in the ass what did you, what things did you dislike about it any no, I, I couldn't pick anything. What about getting I, up at fucking three thirty in the morning? No, That's I, what I hated. I, I I never could. I was I was the last shift boss to always get up. I'd be up there at I think the latest I got it was like four thirty because I was quite quick on the computer in terms of typing stuff out for the next shift and stuff. Um, so I always had to do that last round to know exactly where stuff was. Yeah. Um, so that way I was only ever one job. Oh behind. no, no, in the morning. No, in the morning, getting up for work. Oh, no, because oh, <laughs> that's what I fucking hated. Getting up too early. Oh, no. I've always been an early riser. Like, three o'clock is, yeah. Really? You've got to be up by three o'clock to have breakfast at four. So, it was, it was oh, always. Yuck. Oh, God. I'd, I'd set my alarm for 3.30. I'd 
be on Facebook for 10 minutes just to try and wake up and then drag me ass out and I'll be the last one on the bus every time. I fucking hate getting up early. Hate it. No, I love love getting up early. Oh, so. I, think you, I think you just get you're used a bloody, to it. So. You're a model citizen, mate. <laughs> no. You're a model. Hey, that's why you've been asked on here. We only get the best on here no, to talk about this. Oh, fuck. There you go. Yeah, what did you? So you didn't like nothing? No, I, not like, I, I couldn't pick out anything that I did didn't not dislike. Like, I, like anything. I would have liked to do it for longer. Um, mm. Yeah, I think I ended up doing it for about six, seven months. Um, and yeah, I've always- That's a good stint. Yeah, it always yeah. is. Um, but there's always there's always more to learn. There's always more to do. Um, did but, you ever but, did you ever do the consideration like, oh, imagine doing this full time? I could do this full time. No, it wasn't on. Never on the radar to go to that side. Or you, the thought came to my mind a couple of times. But then, yeah, once again, like, talking to your managers and stuff, you understand that there's a very there's more learning processes um, further up. Mm. Um, and see it followed follow their advice and, and I haven't looked back since like yeah you're right six seven months is a great stint learned what I needed to um, and it's helped me a lot and then the role's following so did yeah. you did you learn that you didn't know how to have to know how to bolt with a jumbo as in like I guess you realise the importance like as a shift boss you don't have to know how to do every job you got to you got to appreciate what's involved in doing every job but that's what. The pe- that's what the people on those machines are for. If yeah. you're if you're trying to waste not waste your time, but just say, oh, why do you like really get into the intricate details? It's like it's more it's more involved in just setting the jobs up. Hey, what did I say to you? There was those five things. What was it? Oh, so, hey. what was it? Bloody vent services, pumping, egress, and something else. Ground support. Just make sure you can actually get in there. Power. 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 The That's the one. Power. I've never forgotten. Five things. <laughs> you pulled me into the uh, jumbo and you're like, sir, just five things every heading needs. Needs ventilation, water, power, egress, and pumping. Yeah. So, I've never forgotten it. So There you go. And, yeah, and ground sport. Make sure you don't fucking, you can actually get in there. Yeah. Pretty simple. Or shot crate. I'll say, fuck, we don't have shot crude. Yeah, very lucky. That would have bloody, that throws an extra pickle in the bloody mix once yep. you get shot crude involved because that like just fucking breaks down all the time. Yeah. Yeah. One one extra thing that can fuck up and ruin that little magic number in the meeting the next day. The shot crude room. <laughs> no, we're very lucky with the ground that we've got, so. Yeah. Righto. Now, yeah. part three of the journey. When you went back into the office, yes. were you a new man, Serge? Were you a changed man? Were you any different at all? Yeah. I, I, Did you walk back in and say, I look back when I was shift bossing? No, I, I, I never could. Um, I think that shift bossing stint gave me, I guess, that maturity that I needed um, coming up through the engineering system. Um, gives you that, I guess it gave me that first taste of um, the managerial side of an operation. Um, so, having all those people to look after you. Um, look after underground um so gave me that taste um and yeah just the maturity that you get from shift bossing um that you wouldn't otherwise get just purely doing the engineering side of things um which i valued a fair bit and yeah once again like you mentioned um the operational side understanding that scheduling role better um for the cycles and stuff um helped a lot so did you did it change the way you did any of your designs or your scheduling yeah, it did. Yeah, so I think we had the chat about 
uh, bogger stock pies and stuff in terms of how to make the efficiencies better in terms of the angles that we come in off. Oh, line. don't get me fucking started <laughs> on bloody angled bogger <laughs> stock piles that will not just will not appear anywhere. Yeah. You know who I'm yelling at here. He'll be listening to this. Um, I'm not going to mention his name, but he knows <laughs> who he is. Um, but no, it did. It did. Um, understood sort of the challenges that the operators had underground in terms of um, what they faced and then made the design sort of things a bit easier for them as well. So having that understanding of what the operators are purely going through to make things better or make things easier. Um, yeah, that part was always there. In what, in what way? Like talking about ventilation or buddy... What, what what sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, ventilation, drive designs. Um, just making, you know, making fillets a tiny bit bigger to make the uh, on when we get to production bogging a lot quicker. Um, yeah, heading designs, um, drilling blast pans from what the guys read underground to what we design up top. Um, mm. the little efficiencies that we can, which don't take much in the office to yeah save time underground. So did you look at? Um, I think here's another quote. Who gave me this? Chris Conway gave me this quote. I better give you oh. credit. Because that's bloody Clint's old, man. It's like there's three parts to the mine. There's the the client, the contractor, and the asset. Yeah. And it's impossible to get 100% utilisation out of more than one. Yeah, okay. And that's probably what I reckon a lot of people would find when they go back to the office. They're like, oh, I'll, I'll design this this way or schedule this this way because it's better for the jumbo operators. They'll get more done. We're not here for the fucking job. We're here to get gold out of Stopes. Yeah, like, that's, that's the right. number one priority. Yeah. Now, this is even me saying this. <laughs> this is I'm I'm going to get bloody shot for this. But you know, like yeah, I guess when you're in that shift bossing environment, you really focus on like you know we're getting me to make it easy for the jumbo and and you can change things around. But like the whole reason we're fucking building mines is to get Stopes and yeah, mine Stopes and get fucking awe yeah um jumbos help that in the long term but not in the short term so if you so essentially you can favor whatever side but you're robbing from another side yeah, that's right yeah and yeah. same as like if you you know you pilfer bloody pilfer a stope out of sequence to get gold for the fucking end of financial year that's good for the client because it makes them good on the shareholder but it fucks the asset yeah because then you got to you might have stress or instability or you'll have to go around it to get the other one. Yeah. Yada yada. So that did you notice any of that when you I guess you when you I guess you did seven months of like dealing with, you know, the contractors and the operators and yep. you're down there and you're 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 one of the boys so called. Um but then you get back in the office, you like try to change away, but then you're like, Oh no, it's not all about them, it's about yeah. us as well. Yeah. Well, it's mostly about us, yeah. which is the client. I guess that's where the leadership from the foreman, um, I found the importance of that quite big. Um, so, there was one day where I'd, I'd, I'd taken um, a couple of cuts out of sequence, um, changed change the plan around and the foreman at the time pulled me across saying, you know, I've, I've got a bigger picture of, you know, our seven-day plan to our monthly plan. Of, so, this is why have to do things this way so yeah. i guess having that vision from the foreman and the leaders that run the shift bosses um helped a fair bit mm. um yeah you're right when you're underground you sort of sort of focus on that shift um that week um whereas the foreman on top you have a, a larger vision um so landing on them for that overarching plan was always important for me mm. um so yeah it's always driven from the top and priority headings. If they're highlighted in big red writing, it's like, oh, we better make sure we get yeah. them one. They better. And if you don't, you've got to have a good fucking reason 
why you deferred away from going for it. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Yeah. That red writing's bloody scary, isn't it, shirt? It's always big. It's always important, those ones. There you go. There you go. Well, it's a bloody... Uh, it's a bloody... So, it was well worth doing. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, I was very fortunate. I will definitely recommend yeah, any engineer to jump into it. Yeah. Um, You'd be mad if you didn't want to. If you, It's the only thing if you can't... You hate getting up early. Long hours. Did you did you find yourself any different, um, differently fatigued mentally, physically compared to being in the office? Like, was it any? Because you just sit in the office and listen to podcasts and drink coffees <laughs> all day. <laughs> no, nah, the mental fatigue's a lot more in that shorter span of time. Um, it's definitely one hundred percent there. Um, the hours more or less the same um, from start to finish. Um, Oh, oh, so you're giving it all in your office time too? Yeah, we've got oh, it. On the, your search. The operation runs at such a high speed to keep it with you guys. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going pretty full fucking unreal. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about your? Um, I guess advice to help engineers doing their shift boss time, like uh, how to, I guess, ways of collating all your information. Like, say you've got twenty odd headings to inspect every day and you got to um know which ones need vent services what what needs each which that's a lot of shit to write down is that what did you what did you do to make sure that you didn't have to just try and remember everything everything was written down or easy to transfer to the to the handover yep what was your um, method the process was always the same it's quite a re- reiterative process um you place a lot of trust in your cross shift whether it's whether or not it's your direct cross shift or your cross shift from the other panel um so that first day you always get down go and check go and check out every single heading and so you know exactly what's going on um maps might say anything but seeing it in your own eyes has a big effect um so do that first round very start of your uh start of your swing um see every heading know exactly where every heading's at Mm. Um, and then just keeping that open line of communication between you and your crossmate um, is absolutely king. Um, if the shift boss doesn't know what's going on in heading, you can't make those critical decisions to go, hey, this is uh, this plan's fallen over. Um, we've got to quickly shift to this. Um, you can't make those decisions unless you know exactly what's going on about every heading. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing better than seeing it with your own eyes um but what about when you go in there did you write it down anywhere the status or anything or you say the windscreen remember? was a big help for me i used to or write the whiteboard marker that's one thing we haven't talked about i used to yeah whiteboard markers on top of the um visor so i used to write everything up um on that wipe, um on that windscreen um otherwise yeah just a notebook with me every time yeah and any little change with any heading um cross that off um, highlighters are a big thing, so that shift plan in terms of everything that's changed, I'd highlight it off or quickly jot it down on that shift sheet. Yep. Um, so, yeah, running documentation is always always key. And that way, when you do get up top and something hasn't worked, you know exactly why. Um, when you've got a million things going through your head, it's all written down, and, you know, um, you've got explanations for everything or answers for everything. Mm. Well, number one rule in mining that Tony Syme taught me that I've never forgotten, trust no c- <laughs> Like, even if the shift, the, your cross shift says, yeah, no, nah, I'm pretty sure that's all good. Yep. No, nah, that's uh, they set that up in the shift. That'll be set up, blah, blah, blah. Yep. As you said, go check it with your own eyes because yeah. it just doesn't matter until you see it. It technically is not done. Yeah. That, that cool. was that was always my thought. I, did, I actually did up a oh, sort of 
like it was like because you had access to bloody Excel. Yeah, I don't know. It's so uh, it was easy to do. Just I just like copy and pasted all the headings, active headings, and then had like a table, blank table that was just you know vent, uh, vent services, power essentially those things pumping, comments bloody any other little things, and if I'd go in, I'd be like, right, that needs twenty meters of vent. That needs services and then you just have like a running like that table each day just instead of like writing it down or trying to remember it you would just take that into every head and do do me inspection say oh yeah 20 meters then you by the end of the shift you got a whole sheet of saying right these four headings need vent yeah that's right um yeah. it just made it i just found well, it's like that thing when you can't sleep at night. You got to get up and write write it all down. Yeah. Once it's written down, you everything life is less stressful. That's what I found a lot easier than trying to remember shit no, or like write on windscreens or just whether and whether you do it in a notebook or or whatever. I just found that big one sheet. I'm like, there's your, there's service crew for the night. Yeah, it's real. But that's yep. what they need to do. Plus all their other fucking random jobs that come up. But that's what worked for me. Yeah, I suppose you because that's the thing. Oh, people that do it for their whole career, oh, they're just a piece of piss for them. They just probably remember everything a lot easier. Yeah. Or they start getting lazier and fucking don't remember anything. But you know, when we get thrown into it, yeah, you, you got to sort of figure out a quick way to get good at it within a short period. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it was like find whatever works for you, I guess. Yeah. Get down right. there early. Don't get stuck in the bloody having a coffee and fucking sitting on your phone and talking to every bastard life and just get down the hole early. Yeah, like, that's right. You know, yeah. Try, and, try and not, not beat operators to their jobs nearly. Like, yeah, that's right. Because like, yeah. once you get that, get that shit, because usually it's the first two hours where everything goes to shit because it's not how it seems. Yeah, the, hand, the, the infamous handover is wrong. Who would have fucking thought? Yeah. Yeah, that was all. Yeah, there you go. It's been a while since I did it. I ain't did it for the same as you. Six months or so, but fucking. Why didn't you say shift bossing? I guess that's my question. What if, if you got a taste of it? Uh, I always, I was always obsessed with jumbos. Yeah, okay. And so I enjoyed shift bossing. Um, but so I, I guess was always, if we were to turn the interview around from one engineer to another, <laughs> well, not from one engineer to another engineer. Um, I, I went through your LinkedIn CV, and and you've done a lot of engineering time, a lot of operating yeah. time. I guess what made you go from I guess, I guess the other way for me, go from the technical side to then stay yeah, operating. Well, you, you, you just got to do what you enjoy. Yep. And I wasn't really enjoying sitting in an office sure. doing engineering. I, I had the qualification to do it and I, I wasn't bad at it. I wasn't, I was just, I guess, pretty mid-range, I'd say, to be honest. Yep. Like, I was pretty good on computers. Um, but oh, I just wasn't getting that. It was a job. Whereas once I went to the... Once I was, and I was always just fascinated by these fucking jumbos and the, the blokes doing it. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, you're just, you're on the front line. You're just making shit happen. Um, that bloody, that late cut where everyone's parked up behind you and you're yep. fucking you're like, right, I can't fuck anything up here. There's nothing it, like it. Like, yeah, the rush that you oh, get. The is, um, it's, rush. It's oh, the adrenaline rush. It's like a I agree. It's like a, so it's a sport. Um, and yeah, so that, but then it's like, and obviously the money, like the, because you get paid well on the jumbo and it's, or you earn it, like you're oh, 11 and a half hours of fucking 12 hours of straight concentration and yeah, like physical work just to try and do your thing, trying to be better than everyone else. 
I just don't think anything rivals it. In I just I, I still enjoy doing it. Um, so it's pretty. Yeah, and that, that's it. it. Just there's just no point not doing something that you don't doing something that you don't enjoy. Sure. As a career, so well, and unfortunately, some people just have to have jobs that they're that are just jobs, and they don't enjoy. It, whereas I'm fucking lucky that I absolutely love doing that. Oh. Helps me. I don't know if I'd do it for a quarter of the price. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah, be honest, nice. yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't have got a, if I didn't do all that other shit, like the education and bloody the post the, the like whether the bloody whether the, the mbas had no fucking bearing on getting <laughs> on a jumbo but yep. like whether it i don't know it gave me something that i mightn't have had or sure. who, who knows but all that stuff i've done has probably led me to getting on this it's like when i say to someone if you go to uni um just if you study this it doesn't mean you're going to do this it might for some reason open up a door to sure. go and do Something like I would never have thought I'd be fucking interviewing people. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, the- but that's all come about because of the I've just tried shit. Sure. Yeah. Do you reckon it's made you a better operator, understanding the technical side of the whole lot? Yeah, it's it's. I reckon it's made me a better team operator. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I I have a um better appreciation than most about the the bigger picture. I think about why like about the fact that what okay if i do this right now i'm going to have an impact on the operation in six months time it might make me look better this shift but you know like and same thing like fillets and and all that it's like you can get very short-sighted but it's like it's like what are we what what am i doing this for that's why i get the shits about fucking bogging stockpiles and 90 degrees think about machinery maintenance and all that so um yeah, there, there's been instances where I don't probably get as, I mightn't get as much done. I might be a bit more pedantic on something because sure. I'm like, I know what it's, we're here, we're, we're here for stoping. Yep. Yeah, most jumbos don't <laughs> realise that, but we're here to get stopes online and get fucking gold out of the, go, get ore out of the ground. They don't make much, they don't make money on development. They get, you get there quicker, yep. but that's the, that's the bigger picture. So I guess it gave me an idea. Oh, and it's good to know, like you know, you can talk the talk a bit. So if I can, if I want something or want something <laughs> changed, I can go in and talk a bit engineer and smack with the engineer, the tech services staff and try and manipulate them into what getting what I want. Still working on the angled bogging stockpiles, but <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. yeah, we'll get there. Well, maybe not now that you're not going to be there. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's nice. weird. It's weird getting interviewed. There you have it, folks. About a person <laughs> hey, you, you could start because I wanted. <laughs> if you ever go back to Queensland, you could bloody um, want to start like an Eastern States offshoot. Right, done. So, yeah, just give you a set of microphones. Go talk to airleggers <laughs> and stuff. Nice. Like I'll interview people over there for you. Piece of cake. Yeah, I need to expand because everyone thinks, oh, obviously the only legends in in mining are in Western Australia. I'm like, but I don't want to do them over the phone. No. Because no. it sounds shit and it's not as engaging when you interview someone on the phone. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to do it. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Anything else you want to ask me? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it, it's always good getting into, the, into the, I guess, yeah, your head because you've, you've been there, done it all. You've got a lot more experience to what, uh, I guess, young guys yeah. coming up through the system will be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've, made, I've made a conscious choice to go down an easier route like I, I worked hard to get on the jumbo but sure. the jumbo is an easier route than what managers and everything have to go through because yeah, it's okay. it's 
Yeah, well, it's a smarter out, I reckon, because yeah. you get paid more. Because that's all I, I'm in it to fucking make as much money as I can, invest it, and set me family up and myself and my family yeah. up for the future. Yeah, because I okay. fucked up so much in my twenties. Yeah. I'm trying to make <laughs> up for that, but I've um, I'm definitely doing the easier option. But everyone, people come up to one part come up though. They's oh, oh, I wouldn't mind getting. I want to get on. Wouldn't mind getting on the jumbo or something. I'm like. Sorry, mate. You're not made for it. Like <laughs> yeah. you gotta, you gotta have a lot of fucking mongrel to, yeah, to get on it and and but to get yourself on it. Like you, you can't just be sitting in the ute waiting for the pickup. You got to be up there fucking watching the hands. Like how do you do that? What do you do that? Like be yeah. absolutely obsessed. That's the only reason I got on it because I was obsessed with it. Yeah. Um. You just don't see it much. I don't. I don't think anyway. Yeah. You can't just walk onto the fucking thing. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I guess you were fortunate to see both sides of because you worked for you did all your technical side through the client, um, and when you yeah. went operating, yeah, I've never um, I've never worked um done any contractor engineer. So that's the other of sort of things, right? Like depending on out of uni, where engineers start off with, like you can either go say on the client side or you can um go through the contracting side. Um, yeah. in which case, yeah, you work up through your shift boss, um, foreman, project manager. Um, and go up through that operational side of things, or yeah, you go through the technical side mm. of things. So you've seen both, which is yeah. I reckon if I was gonna go down management path, um, I would. I reckon I'd go with the contractor. Yeah, okay. like I because I just think I'd just I relate to. Or I'd relate to the people better. Sure. Because I'm a fucking rough underground contractor. Like that. That's my. I I fit in better with the contractor yeah, folk. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Because I'm just, you, you know what I'm like. Um, but yeah, so if I ever do, Aaron, I'll come straight <laughs> to you first, I promise. Nice, very nice. <laughs> Into me every bloody week. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, yeah. But then again, I suppose you, once you go down the contractor route, you're limited in your long, long term progression, I guess. You can be like a, you know, an ops, go to operations manager or like you'd be pretty hard strung to become an md sure. um but whereas client if you're with the client you then you you've got a lot more corporate roles available sure. to you um maybe you can get on the board or that there's the, the, the sure. long long terms um whereas i think contract is probably a bit more limited but yeah they're all got their different rewards and disadvantages all it just yeah, depends right. what you bloody pick yeah. but they're two totally different kettles of fish contracting yeah, is, it is numbers it's numbers percentages utilizations and everything whereas yeah isn't it funny how engineering within underground mining whether you're with a client and a contractor is are just two totally different things. yes right absolutely different nothing correlates really. both with rewards though like yeah yeah, yeah. they're just yeah, there'd be a lot of bloody spreadsheets in contracting oh, I, I think yeah i wouldn't mind yeah, the the people would be the challenge. I look at the best managers I've worked with, um, which are the ones I work with now, and just looking at how they can come into a an op a, a specific site, and it might take them a year, but actually, like turn over the culture and yeah. and yep. take it from this point to this point in twelve months, and like have and really get a good culture going and and. You know, like really be respected by everyone that people want to work for them, and yep. hopefully they aim to reduce turnover. But it's like it's a big, 
long-term project for pages. Yeah, so and that, that's what I'd, if I was going to do it, that's what I'd want to get involved in. Yeah. Like, okay. You'd be, be known as one of those people that like people will follow you and want to work for you. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I look up to kind of like the managers we got where we are because that's, that's what they are. We're very lucky. Um, like that's where I think I reckon my most learning comes from. The technical side's there with the engineering, but then to transfer that over to an operational side of things um, and leaning on those managers that we do have for Burncut, um, absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, that, uh, well, I reckon they're get. the best in the game. Oh, I've got me Burncut undies on. I just it's don't reckon a, anyone can do it. You as need good. a special breed of management to run um, the mine that we've got. Um, I reckon. Yeah, to say the pace that we go, production and development, um, mm. and to do it safely. Yeah, like you, you need the best team, and I reckon we come pretty close to having that. Well, it's, these, and so. it's a well-old machine, isn't it? Like, like, but it's it goes, it's everything. It's like the infrastructure that's in place, the, the amount of fitters, amount of sparkies, yeah. the the like all the systems within the maintenance and everything. Like, it's I've never nothing like I've ever seen before. It is yeah. that fucking well-oiled. But it has to be to run yeah. it, run at a high, yep. a big operation at a high pace, and try and keep everything going to meet 100%. targets yeah. safely. But then, like, yeah, it's pretty fucking unbelievable. Yeah. You I touched reckon. on it before as well, like the operational sort of things there. But then to have that good culture as well, um, that's been a big thing in the industry recently. Um, and I think we're heading in the right direction for sure. Mm. Um, oh, because I've been at joints with oh fucking horrible culture. I've probably been a part of it. Like even just like God, you fucking get bloody death stared if you untook the hose wrap off the jumbo looms because i didn't want to put it back on i'm like you fucking serious <laughs> well I, yeah i've been at some shockers so yeah i'm hanging on for dear life where i am that's yeah. good we're very lucky so. i never do anything wrong so i can never get sacked <laughs> of course you don't of course you don't <laughs> <laughs> right bros that's been bloody good well fuck you're gonna be getting emails from bloody everywhere about this <laughs> No, nah, it's been it's been good, Matty. Um, like I said, um, everyone that I look up to has pretty much been on this podcast um, and listening to all those guys and learning from them. And yeah, it's phenomenal. Oh, you're part of the fucking you're part of the unique no. crowd. You can <laughs> come to the end of year piss up now, oh, mate. So good, I'm so lucky. <laughs> you're gonna be on the bloody uh, you'll be on the schooners. And yeah, I'll have to be. She's a big day. Oh. Roast gravy rolls and scoops. Oh, oh, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. You're in. You can bloody rock up. Bring some bloody, bring a bit of an Indian flavor yeah, to I'll, the bloody thing. I'll bring my cousins along. It'll be yeah, great. get some tandoori chicken or something. <laughs> yeah, That'd go yeah. all right, actually, Done. on the hot coals. Done. Beautiful. Deal. Right. Thank you very much, brother. Bloody, make sure everyone gets hold of Surge. If you've got any any engineering questions now, stop emailing me and you can start emailing Surge. That'd be good. No worries at all, Matty. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Nice. Um, buy Matty's stock, by the way. Buy his merch. Oh, Pitch in, guys. He supports some really good uh, oh, foundations, so jump in, guys. Fuck the merch. It's been too hard. Can't <laughs> even sell it all. It's like I've given up on it. Oh, yeah, no. if, you, if you want it, it's all on sale. Fucking ridiculously low prices. Livemonpodcast.com <laughs> forward slash shop. Thanks, Serge, for the plug. No Good worries man. at all, mate. <laughs> if, I, if I can get the Indian community yeah, on, yes, right, I'll sponsor a-, a cricket team or something. Done, yes. They love that. <laughs> oh, they will bloody, mate, they'll fucking sell it in no time. <laughs> 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 Cheers, bros.